Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Radiate with Rita podcast. This week, I have a very special guest joining us. My friend and fellow gut health practitioner, Lindsay Walker, is joining us this week. And I'm so excited to have her because one, she's so freaking nice. And two, her and I share a lot in common in the realm of gut health. I know she has gone through a gut healing journey kind of similar to me, and I'm really excited to have her kind of share a little bit more about who she is and her story with us today. So welcome, Lindsay. Super excited that you're here. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) So I kind of want to have you just kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about who you are to start. Yeah. So my name is Lindsay, obviously. I am a RN of 10 years. Um, Rita and I have talked about this <laughs> like for quite a while now. I've been an RN for 10 years. Um, I was an active duty RN as well. So it's like I've kind of worked as an RN in, you know, traditional setting and a military setting. And then through all of that, I have pivoted and kind of came out on the other side. And now I have clients, I see women and I help them with their gut health and just health as a whole as a gut health practitioner. Um, I'm a certified personal trainer um, and I really focus on functional medicine and just like holistic health and just looking at the body as a whole rather than bits and pieces that we see when we go to the doctor. So. Hell yes. I love what you said about everything and the body being connected because I literally just put up a post about that because it's insane how our, you know, modern medicine just like looks at all of our symptoms as a bunch of random things. When in reality, a lot of times they're just little tiny pieces of a puzzle. We just need somebody who can understand what those pieces are and put them together. So You mentioned being an RN um, and you worked active duty. Like what was your, did you have like a special, like a specialty back then in the military or? Yeah. Yeah. When I was active duty. So I was actually an OR nurse um, for a few years before I joined the military. So I went in as an OR nurse. So I went in, I worked in the operating room. Um, I actually worked at an ambulatory uh, surgery center when I was active duty, but Yeah. High stress, very high stress. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. So I'm, I'd be curious to hear a little bit more about how you did actually make that pivot. Like what actually kind of like led you into the functional medicine realm and kind of led you to becoming a holistic and gut health practitioner yourself? Yeah. So I'd say it what originally prompted it was probably my own health journey. Um, Late teens, early 20s, I started suffering from gut issues. I had hormonal issues. I was put on birth control at age 14. I was on birth control over 10 years. Um, I had just issues with fatigue in my early 20s. I was told by every doctor, they're like, your your thyroid's fine. All of your labs are fine. Um, So you're in nursing school, like just get more sleep. Like that's just, that was (laughs) there. It was like, get more sleep. And then um, in my early 20s, I also had my first colonoscopy, was just given, you know, three different medications. Anyone who's listening to this who has like had any gut issues, you probably know what Linzess is, Miralax, Colace. Like I call it the gut, like gut trifecta of what they they gave me. Um, So going through all of that, um, you know, being a nurse myself, going through the military, the, you know, United States Air Force, like going through the government healthcare system, still not getting answers for all of my health issues that persisted. Um, 
just like st finally started doing my own research. And that's kind of like what led me to this point. Cause I was like, I do not want any other women to have to go through all of what I went through for so long. Like I went through that, all of that, you know, it was five, 10 plus years that I was going through all of that. And I do not wish that upon anyone. So. No. And I know just from going through a pretty similar journey to yours, like all the way down to that freaking trifecta, the freaking lenses. I think back then, like my insurance didn't cover it. And it was like, it was brand freaking new and it was so expensive. They actually gave me little samples in the office. And I was like, thank God for these. And it was just like a bandaid, literally everything yeah. is a bandaid. Right. And I know one thing we kind of briefly mentioned on right before we hit record is we were kind of just like talking about your time in the military and kind of like some of the things that you think may have contributed to some of your digestive issues um, and some of the symptoms that you experienced along the way. So do you think maybe um, some toxin exposure, like mold exposure in the military could have, or even just throughout your childhood or any point in your life could have contributed to your symptoms? And I ask this just because I know from a lot of my personal friends, like friends that are in the military or some clients that I have worked with that are in the military that have autoimmunity, some have even battled cancer. You know, some of them did have mold exposure during, um, during the time that they served. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I grew up military. I grew up, um, an air force brat. And yeah. we lived in military housing for more than 10 years. And those houses are now torn down because of the black mold that like, I remember seeing it vividly in my closet, like asking my mom, like, what is that? <laughs> so there is no doubt that that probably contributed to, you know, my gut issues. I mean, I think there were a number of factors being on birth control, um, the processed food diet. Like I grew up eating so many things that... I wouldn't even think about eating right now, you know, at least not on a consistent basis, but it was stuff that I ate every single day. So it's like, you know, really a combination of things. Um, you know, when I was active duty, I don't know if the facility I worked in had mold. Um, I actually lived off base, thankfully, <laughs> but who knows if it was in the facility I worked in too. Like there's just no way of knowing, but I mean, since then I did go on a gut protocol or a gut healing protocol, but also a mold healing protocol to get rid of of that, which was intense, very intense. And as somebody that has battled mold illness myself, I had to bring it up because mold is a much bigger issue than most people realize. And that's because a lot of the symptoms that present with mold illness are so vague, like headaches, digestive issues, bloating, period issues, right? If you go to the doctor, you're going to get sent to like seven different specialists and nobody is, most of them are not going to be able to piece together that your symptoms are all stemming from the same thing, right? They don't have enough time to sit down with you to ask you all the questions to piece it all together. But I know you mentioned, obviously, like you started doing research and you started kind of learning a little bit more about holistic health and functional medicine. So did you actually work with a practitioner or did you kind of do a lot of this stuff like on your own? So initially it was all on my own. Um, but eventually I got to a point where I was like, I, I, I wasn't making any progress. I was like, I need more insight. I need someone who knows how to navigate this a little bit better. And then there was a point where I did end up working with, um, she was actually a chiropractor and a functional medicine practitioner. So yeah, she was amazing. The first one I ever worked with, she was, yeah, amazing. And it was all virtual too. So that was nice, but it is super nice, especially in 2023. And like, I feel like like one things are just not the same after COVID, but I feel like like 
so many people don't have access to functional medicine providers, right? Like if you live in a very, very small town, like I do, for example, you're going to have a very hard time trying to find a naturopath or a functional practitioner somebody who can think outside of the box. And realistically, when you have these kinds of health issues, you do need to be working with somebody who can think outside of the box. So I know you mentioned, obviously you tried a lot of, you know, you tried some things on your own and then you ended up working with a functional medicine practitioner. And that really just helped you so much. When did you actually step into like becoming a functional practitioner yourself? Like, was it through your journey? Was it after your journey? Kind of tell us a little bit more about how this started and where you're at now. Yeah. So it was out definitely after my gut healing journey. Um, you know, I was lactic duty until 2022. Um, but I did start, I did start my business in 2021 actually. And it's kind of like my business has evolved very much. Like when I first started, it was just nutrition and fitness like that. You know, I was like, let me just kind of dip my toes in this. I was like something that, you know, I already know a ton about, Um, so, you know, I got certified in those areas. And so that's really where I started was just like honing in, you know, being a nutrition coach and a fitness coach, that's where I started. And then I was like, you know, this is just not, this is just not it. Like this is not connecting all the dots again, you know, circling back to everything I went through. This is not like, I just want to help women on a deeper level. So went back, got more certifications. (laughs) I swear. Sometimes I'm like, I swear I'm like the queen of certifications, just like all the stinking letters behind my name, but it's like, but I, I don't know. I just have a constant, like, I guess just like craving for more knowledge and for more ways that I can, you know, further help my clients. So it was after all that, then I dived more into it. I dived more into functional medicine, the beginning of 20, probably the end. I'm trying to think what year is it? 2023. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, the end of 20, 22 is when I really started diving more into functional medicine. I love that for you. And I know, obviously, like we've been talking about how you have a niche um, in gut health. So kind of tell us a little bit more about the work that you do with your clients, because I know you're a gut health biddy. You love gut health. Okay. (laughs) And you've been through it, girl. You've been through it. (laughs) Very much so. Um, Unfortunately. (laughs) Um, so right now I have two ways that I work with my clients. My like signature program is the gut health roadmap. And that is really my, that's my four month signature program. That is where I take women, um, who come to me with gut issues, um, whether they're traditional gut issues like bloating, constipation, maybe loose stools, um, just a wide range of issues that are often rooted in the gut. And we start there with, um, an HTMA. I start all of my clients with a hair tissue mineral analysis, Um, just because that gives us such like a massive picture, um, of like, what is actually going on in your body? Like, is there something going on with stress related? And maybe that's affecting your gut because we don't often think about how much stress can affect your gut and your hormones really. So we start there. And then, I mean, everything is individualized from that point based on the HTMA. So nutrition guidance, um, you know, movement guidance, just, really working on lifestyle changes and how to really start detoxing your body like naturally rather than putting you on some like crazy cleanse, you know, that people love to to ask about. And we just move through the process there for, for four months. So 
Love that. And I love that you brought up HTMA testing because it's definitely a test that I love to incorporate with my clients because it really just does tell you so much. And it's actually like a really affordable test. It's it yeah, it's stupid affordable. So when you're like looking at advanced testing and like pricing, like something can really pricey, okay? Like a Dutch test, Lord have mercy. Now, is it worth an investment if you're struggling with a bajillion hormone issues and nobody can figure out what's wrong with you? You have conditions like endo, PCOS that are a little bit more complex, sure. But an HDMA test can look at so much. It can tell you, really? like, like you mentioned, it can tell you about like your adrenal output, your digestion. Like, are you making enough stomach acid? Do you have the minerals needed to make stomach yeah. acid, blood sugar, thyroid health, like so, so, so much more. So I'm assuming you use like GI mapping and that kind of thing with your clients. Do that is that just kind of like more of an individualized thing that you do with people? Just yeah. It is. Yeah. I don't. So the approach I take, like, I'm not going to force anyone to like here, you know, you must have a GI map. You must have this. Um, a lot of my clients do come to me and they're like, I really just want to take a food as medicine approach. And we go that route first. Um, and then, you know, it does get to the point where sometimes two, three months in, I'm like, Hey, you know, you're still really struggling after implementing these things, especially if, you know, they're doing all the things. And then I'm like, okay, we really do need to actually look at a GI map or, you know, some other sort of testing, functional medicine testing to see what is going on at a deeper level, because like food can do a lot. It really can, but sometimes it doesn't tell us everything. So No, it doesn't. But I love that you mentioned you really do try to start with the basics because like, while like, I don't know, I love running GI maps and I love running advanced tests. It definitely isn't always going to be the first and the best place to start. Like if you have no idea how to put a plate together, like no idea, like how to eat protein, like we probably don't need to jump straight into GI mapping because we're probably going to find shit. Okay. So let's start with the basics, learn how to eat, learn on implementing those healthy habits first. And if, you know, your symptoms aren't improving by all means, let's do testing. Now, do I have some clients where, especially because I work with a lot of women who have autoimmunity, um, in these instances, sometimes I will kind of do testing a little bit more upfront, especially if I know they're more advanced and they, you know, have worked with a coach or do have more experience with nutrition, whatever, but I almost always recommend starting with the basics first. It's so hard for people because most of the time people come to us and they're like, I want to feel better now, but it's like, okay, yes. we can't get there until we focus on layering that foundation because nobody wants a house with a wobbly foundation. Okay. No, no. No, it's like making a layered cake, you know, it's just, right. it's, it's a process. Like you can't just whip it together in two seconds and expect it to look all pretty. And yeah. No. And as I know, just going through my own journey, I know I, I really just wanted to be at that finish line so bad and would just give all of my power to supplements and that kind of thing. But it's like, no, we really, right. we really got to start with the basics and kind of nail all of that stuff in. But also so- like, Something you mentioned, though, that I just thought of, like, you mentioned, like, the finish line, though, but, like, I think about, you know, healing, too. It's like, and I know you still have some stuff, like, ongoing that you're navigating. Like, that's the other thing I think we have to, like, remember, too, is, like, there are really layers to healing. Like, if you think that there is, (laughs) like, a finish line, like, I mean, yes, you can get rid of so many symptoms. You can heal from so many things. But, like then there's maintenance, you know, it's healing is ongoing, like health it and healing is. will always be, will always be ongoing for sure. The work really never is over. It isn't. So like technically 
like you said, there really isn't a finish line. So I think sometimes just like if you are somebody that is struggling, just like going into it with that mindset and having those realistic expectations of, okay, like you're not just going to like get better tomorrow. And then that's over, right? This is someone that you're going to consistently have to work at. I know being somebody that was a nutrition and fitness coach, you've probably worked with a lot of people who have that instant gratification. That is like Mm -hmm. 90 percent of our society. I feel like maybe not that large of a percentage, but it's a pretty large percentage of our society. <laughs> I think our healthcare system definitely plays a really big role in that too. <laughs> like you no can offense. take a pill. Yeah, you I can know. take a pill. And then... there you go. Like, oh, you've got blood pressure issues. Here's the metoprolol. Goodbye. But okay. Like, no. why do then I you come to... back and you have this cough, like, and you don't know what to do. Right. Right. It's always, it's always something. It's always something, girl. It really is always something. You get it. You get it. Okay. So obviously you mentioned there, you know, the work never really being over and kind of, you know, being in a maintenance period. So after your gut healing journey, you know, did you find that you ever kind of had to revisit some of your gut health issues? Like did any gut issues ever arise after you went through your gut healing journey or have things just been smooth sailing since? I wish they were smooth sailing. I really do. Like that would be too easy. So, um, I am a mama, I have a three-year-old and I had a less than, um, smooth childbirth. We'll, we'll say I ended up developing a severe post-op infection, ended up needing to go back to the operating room three times. And so with that, um, they put me on, I, at least probably five or six rounds of antibiotics because even after, so when you're in the operating room, you get antibiotics. Oh yeah. I went home developed infections both times after both oper- after two of the operations. So they put me on um, oral antibiotics again, even after, you know, getting IV antibiotics. And so needless to say, after all of that, probably when my son was about six to eight months old, I like had a reawakening basically of like my gut issues, my hormonal issues. Like I could not go to the bathroom again. I was developing like cystic acne pretty much all over my face again. Um, just, an array of issues that were definitely from all of those antibiotics. So like when I say that the work is like, it's not always done, you know, like life is going to life, you know, and um, things are going to happen. Like if you have kids, if you break your arm, if you need surgery, if you know, these things are going to happen where sometimes you do have to intervene with like Western medicine and antibiotics and all of those things. And, you know, that's going to cause you to have to kind of circle back, but with that said, that's where it's amazing that you do, you have been through that journey. You have been on those protocols, you know what you need to do. And then you can go back and, you know, it doesn't take you years to get back to that place anymore. No. Oh my gosh, girl. I'm so sorry that you had that experience. Oh, that's, that's a whole nother story that the hospital did not listen to me. Like I knew I had an infection, something wasn't right. They sent me home anyways. They're like, oh, it's just bruising from the surgery. Oh my God. It was not bruising. It was not bruising. It's insane how many stories like this that I hear and not the same as your story, but just, oh my God. Okay. We're going to change the subject for my little mamas, the mamas, the bees that are listening. Um, <laughs> but I want to just highlight this because while, you know, Lindsay and I very much so take a more functional medicine approach in, in the practitioner space, right? Obviously you're an RN, um, you know, there definitely is a time and place for conventional medicine, right? Like 
you know, I do think that the two realms of medicine could very well come together. <laughs> Probably won't ever happen while we're alive, but it would be awesome if, you know, they could come together and really recognize that together, like they can be helpful, right? Like those antibiotics quite literally saved your life. Um, so it, it's, you know, amazing that you did have those, but like, you you know, like you said, like the work is never really over. Life is going to happen. And even if you're somebody that's like, Oh, I'm going to take a holistic and functional approach to health and life for the rest of my, you know, my days, like there is still going to be a time and a place for Western medicine and pharmaceuticals. Yes. So yes, uh, you get in a car accident. You don't want to use holistic remedies. <laughs> like No, honey, you go don't to the ER, please. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not going to wait for this Copaiba, this little essential oil that I have, which is great for pain. I'm not going to wait for this to kick in after I got into a fender bender. Just kidding. Um, but you know, I, I get what you're saying here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so like you said, the work is never over. So overall, like, how are you, how have you been on your journey? Are you still kind of like working through issues or are you kind of like more in a maintenance phase? as we speak. Um, I'd say now I'm more so in a maintenance phase for sure. Thankfully, knock on, knock on wood, <laughs> but definitely in a maintenance phase right now, I would say the only time, like I have to like really hone in on things is if I travel and I know Rita, you know, this, like when you travel, like your body's just thrown off. Like there's nothing you can do about that. Being in an airplane, you know, 10,000 plus feet in the air, um, just not eating normal foods and stuff. So I have like these things I take with me when I travel just so, you know, I can prevent any possible gut issues and things like that. But that's about the only time I really notice a difference. Oh my gosh. Do you have like your GI survival kit? Like I do? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Girl, like I have like smooth move tea in my backpack. Mm -hmm. got my I get my fun up and I'm like, no, honey. I got digestive <laughs> enzymes. I got smooth move oh. tea. I bring collagen with me. I bring my tea, like all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Very People not make fun of me, but I'm like, you know what? When you're when you're hurting and you need something, I got you. I know. <laughs> when you're backed up for like three days, I got you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be laughing then. <laughs> Love that. Totally, totally can relate to that. Okay. All right. So we just talked about our little GI survival kit for when we travel. But let's kind of talk about supplements because I know you probably get questions about supplements all the time. There's a bunch of trendy supplements all over TikTok, all over Instagram. These little influencers are promoting all of the things, okay, so they can make a coin. But mm -hmm. what are your thoughts, Lindsay? I'm very curious. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good question. Yes. I can't tell you. I mean, it's, it's probably weekly. I have someone in my DMS asking me and I'm like, I welcome questions. I love them, right. but they will ask me, can I take this supplement? What supplement do you take for this? How do you take this supplement for this? How many times a day? Like they get very specific about what types of supplements they like asking me they should take how often. And I'm like, okay, number one, like what I take is not going to help you what someone else takes is not going to help you. Like it's very targeted. When I work with my clients, all of the supplements are targeted based on what they are experiencing, what their testing shows. Like it's never, like I never have a supplement protocol or recommendations like that are cookie cutter that are exactly like someone else's. There's, you know, maybe there's a few that are the same, but there's always something different. And 
so often I see, I even get ads and I'm like, why are you showing me this? Like those powders, like from different influencers, like I can think of like a few like specific ones that I just won't name, but like, (laughs) I saw literally a few days ago, I saw someone on Facebook asking like, what's your favorite flavor of that, of this very famous like powder? Like I need it for bloating. And I'm just like, okay. But like, what happens when you stop taking that random powder for your bloating? Did it get to the root cause of why you're experiencing bloating in the first place? No. So as soon as you stop taking it, maybe it helped you during, but like, you're going to be back in that same exact place that you were before. So, and those aren't, they're not cheap either. So it's like, oh, they're not the athletic ones make me crazy. Yes. People like, oh, I'm gonna drop $90 on greens a month. And I'm like, okay. No, put the $90 towards actually like working with a practitioner that is actually going to help you long-term. You know, maybe you work with this practitioner for four to six months and then you have the tools and the knowledge for the rest of your life. Yeah, no, supplements, it's just sometimes I think we want to like, it's like we're throwing spaghetti at a wall and just like hoping that it's going to stick and that it's going to help long-term. And it and it it really doesn't. There's There's not many supplements that you, that just about everyone can benefit from. I think I, I I think I can think of one supplement that almost everyone could probably benefit from. What is it? Magnesium. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say magnesium. Yeah. Like there, there's a percentage and I don't know if it's like 80%. It's, it's a really high percentage of the population that is deficient in that. And it will help you in a number of ways, like countless ways. <laughs> so that is probably, oh, what's that? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, remember when we were talking about high blood pressure earlier, magnesium deficiency can actually yes. trigger them. Yes. <laughs> Anxiety, constipation. Period pain. Yes. Yes. Sugar issues. I double like, up. Like the week before my period, I double up. No cramps. So. She's dropping the tea, y'all. Y'all listening? Take notes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's about the only one. Everything else is just like, you need targeted supplements for you. Hands down. And I love that you mentioned just like taking a very individualized and, you know, targeted approach with your clients. Cause I very much so do the same. I think it's so important to do that. And I can't tell you like, like being somebody that works with autoimmune clients and mainly women that have endo and being somebody that has had endo, you know, and it has been on the patient side of things like you very much. So will get very one size fits all approaches and protocols. And just saying, like, if you go to the doctor with constipation, here's Minolex, here's Linzeth. And it's like, no, like, I just, I don't know. Sometimes it just makes me concerned that the people that are helping us, like, don't stop to sit back and be like, is this really helping people? Like, that's what I want to know. Like I get being burnt right. out and not working in a system that's really set up to, to help you and help your patients or whatever. But like, I don't know. That's, yes. Nobody's you know, <laughs> I've read something recently. You just made me think of this. Like, and it was basically talking about like, we need specialists. Like, don't right, get me wrong. 100%. They're very smart. But it was saying how basically like the more specialized a provider or doctor becomes, the more like detached they are from actually helping someone find true healing. That makes because sense. They're only seeing like a cardiologist. It's just focused on your heart. They're not taking a look at your gut health, which could very well be affecting your heart, you know, your brain, like it could be affecting so many things. So yeah, it's just like the further special, the more specialized you are, the more detached you are from actually helping that person. And it's like, it's kind of sad to think about in a way, but yeah. What can it's, you do? Yeah. 
that gave me chills because I'm just like, damn, that's really just so true. It is so true. But this is why it's so important to have that individualized approach, especially when you do have these chronic issues. You know, if you are somebody that's struggling with things like headaches and chronic allergies and bloating and period pain, like chances are all of that is connected. Like it's not stemming from 15 different organ systems, you know, like your gut health could just be crazy because your stress is crazy and it's just causing this domino effect on quite literally everything else. It's all connected. It is. It is. So supplements. All right, guys, I know these little greens are catchy and they might be symptomatically and temporarily alleviating your symptoms, but like the gut health queen, Lindsay just mentioned, <laughs> what are you going to do when you stop and your symptoms come back? Are you actually getting better? So, you know, while these kinds of supplements might help, some supplements might actually make your symptoms worse too. I know probiotics can be one of those, especially if you yes. are a chronic, like, you know, bloat slash GI girly sometimes supplements like you know probiotics can be harmful even things like kombucha and whatever else so this is mm -hmm. where we kind of need to take things that we see online with a grain of salt just because one influencer or one practitioner is saying that every person should take a probiotic or drink a kombucha doesn't necessarily mean that these things are going to be what's best for you and your body so this is where root cause work um, and having somebody who can you know Take a deeper look into your history, your symptoms, you know, your environment, your lifestyle, your day-to-day -day habits, somebody who can kind of paint a more complete picture and kind of help you figure out where, you know, what your specific body needs can be super helpful versus just throwing spaghetti at the wall. I talk about this all the time. Like that's literally, I did that at the very beginning of my gut healing journey. I was like, I'm going to do it all by myself. Probiotics, greens, digestive enzymes, and it's still struggling. Okay. So Yeah. So I know we want to try to do it all on our own, but sometimes like asking for help, you know, can really save so much time and even money in the long run yeah. too. So <laughs> I feel like we covered a lot on today's podcast, Lindsay, but before we wrap up, I do have one question that I want to ask you. So if you could give, you know, two to three pieces of advice for our listeners who struggle with their gut health, who are wanting to improve their digestive symptoms, where do you recommend that they start? Okay. So I'm going to give you my top three. Okay. So number one, making sure you're sleeping. That's a big one. Yes. I cannot tell you how many times if you think about it, if you reflect back on how many nights where maybe you barely slept or you, you know, got crappy sleep, how did you feel the next day? Like, how was your appetite? How was your digestion? So sleep? Yeah. Like it is, it's huge. So number one is sleep, making sure if you can at least seven hours a night of quality sleep. Number two, um, not drinking coffee for breakfast starting your day, um, with actual food or even bone broth, like that so can be so nourishing for your gut, um, depending on what you have going on, but just getting something on your stomach first, something before coffee, coffee is not a meal. Amen. <laughs> and that's for hormones and gut health, truthfully. <laughs> Amen, girl. Amen. Yes. Um, and then I would say number three is less is often more. Okay. And what I mean by that, and what I often mean by that is 
I think so often just diet culture, so many things have told us that we need to do more high intensity things. We need to do more exercise, more this, more, more, more. And that is not always the case. I want you to ditch the high intensity exercises, especially if you are on that healing journey. If you get over that hump, okay, then maybe you can start reincorporating it a few days a week or once a week or something. But for the time being, like more does not always equal better. So going for walks, highly underrated. You know, you can do weight training, but you don't have to be in there lifting a thousand pounds, like highly underrated for sure. And you're talking about less is more. And I think like food elimination and that kind of thing, like the answer is not cutting out all the foods. Okay. I want to just throw that out there because I know you know this, right? Like, oh yeah. One of the programs I went through recommended, I mean, the MRT, and I took one of those tests. It told me, like, you know how many foods? Too many. You know how many foods that I should cut out? I refuse. More than 20. No. That's overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. And not realistic, especially because most of the women we work with have a history of disordered eating thanks to diet culture. So that's a hard no for me, boss. So again, less is more. You heard it from the queen herself. (laughs) Okay. So I feel like we covered a lot. Thank you so much for sharing those tips with us. And I agree to all of those, like the basics y'all they're not sexy, but they really, really, really do matter and can make the most difference. So Lindsay, where can our listeners find you and connect with you online, social media, et cetera? Of course. So I do have a website. You can find me at www.theholisticmama.co. So .co. Um, you can find me on Instagram. That is probably the platform I am most active at Lindsay, the holistic mama. I am also on TikTok, but if you are wanting like the nitty gritty of like all things, gut health, healing, holistic health, definitely go to Instagram, Lindsay, the holistic mama. Okay. Awesome. And I will be linking all of that in the show notes below. So you guys can, um, you know, click on the little linkity links and look up Lindsay, give her a follow. She is amazing and shares so much helpful and educational content. So it was a pleasure having you today, Lindsay. Thank you so much for sitting down with me this morning. Of course. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to be here. Of course. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode and we will see you guys next time. 